Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Rules. This week, I'm privileged to have the 2023 AA PSAL baseball champions, Hunter College coaches, Thomas Harper and Mariel Checo. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, Stephen. So first off, congratulations. I mean, what an epic win. I know the structure of Hunter College is not the biggest school. There's a test to get into the school, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we probably have about 800 for the all four grades. The accomplishment to win the double A with, with that amount of kids is it's it's something else. And you guys kind of came out of nowhere. At least I, you know, haven't heard of Hunter as this uh what you guys became, man. So first of all, let's let's go with head manager, Thomas Harper, your feelings, man. Tell me how it felt, man, to get that victory. Um, the victory was awesome. Just being at Yankee Stadium was just different. Uh I mean, I grew up watching Jeter, watching Bernie, watching everyone my whole life, and just to be there on the field, it just it felt like I was doing something wrong, like touching the dirt and stuff. But not only being there, but to to actually win, and uh, it was just something great. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I started, I had my senior classes. I'm very heavy senior wise, and when I first started coaching there, they were all freshmen. So it's nice to see them progress through the years, and then finally, them hit their goal when they're seniors. It was a beautiful thing to see for them. Yeah, and we'll get more into the whole season as we get. I just wanted to get your media reactions and check out. I mean. We'll get into how you became part of Hunter College, but how your reactions being on Yankee Stadium and and experiencing that. You know, I saw it live, you know, and I, I felt it too. Yeah. So this wasn't the only time that I been at the stadium. Uh on my senior year, I was lucky, you know, to play at Yankee Stadium and, you know, win the whole thing. It's it's for me, it's like it's this is the second time, you know, I make I make my dream come true. Cause um, you know, I grew up in a Yankee fans. I grew up, you know, I'm the Yankees weight and just just the atmosphere in that stadium. What you feeling in there, it's it's amazing. And it's a church. Man, it, it was like a retaking, you know. Like I, I this is like I said, my second time, and I couldn't hold my breath. I was so excited. Me and Coach Harper, you know, we root for this moment all year long. Uh well, for the past four years, we've been, you know, putting in work uh day in, day out. And, you know, we did it for the boy, we did it for the school, we did it for the family, we did it for ourselves and for everybody out there. And it's just like uh, so satisfying being able, you know, to see that hard work is paying off, man. It's take a lot of sweat to get to that spot, to that point. And to be able, you know, to make a comeback and win the game in the last inning, it was something amazing. And we'll get to the, the game, I was, the immediate reaction, just because... I know it's still fresh. It's under a week, you know, so let's go with Tom, you know, how your, your background in sports, where you're from and, and what led you to this. So let's go where you're from and, and how you started in athletics and baseball specifically. So I grew up in Long Island, uh, Smithtown. I still live there now in high school, just played baseball, played basketball, ran Smithtown cross high country. School? Yeah. Smithtown high school. When I was there, it was just one school. So it was, we had 800 per class. So it was a tremendous school. Sports were everything for the whole school. I mean, we had a hundred over hundred kids trying out for every team, so just making a team was an accomplishment. Yeah, but not too um, much fat to trim. No, no, the kids they cut were playing in college at that point. It was crazy. So I just very into baseball, very into basketball, just playing as much as I can every day. I'd be, I'd have a little cage set up in my garage, like a little net. I'd have anyone, my mom, my sister, anyone go soft toss with me just so I could get swings in every day. Um, from there. I went to, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do too much in college. So I went to Suffolk Community College, uh, tried out for the baseball team there, ended up 
being a captain of the team and playing um, and batting pretty well. Um, I played so good well there, I ended up getting a scholarship to Adelphi. So I did two years at Suffolk, two years at Adelphi playing, and then um, graduated with a phys ed degree. What position did uh, you say? Outfield, left field. Yeah. Right. Uh, graduated with a phys ed degree. And then, you know, a couple of years later, brought me to Hunter College where I, I teach and coach now. Excellent. And Mr. Mariel, your background, where are you from? Well, I have a long story, but long story short, you know, I grew up in the Dominican Republic, um, from Dominican Republic, Santiago, uh, from a small, small town, small village. Um, my father was the bigger baseball fan ever that I ever mm -hmm. met. So I, I think I got that from him. Um, and my older brother, they play baseball. They didn't make it to, you know, a professional level, but they love the game. They're still playing softball there. Um, then I moved to New York as a young age, you know, so I just continue to continue, you know, my growth in the city and what part of the city? What uh, part of the city? I, I came to Harlem, uh, between Harlem, Washington Heights, you know, I used to train in Washington Heights, uh, but you know, home was in Harlem, one or third, you know, Spanish Harlem. <laughs> shout, right shout out to all my Latinos over there and all, you know, all the people and in Harlem. I didn't got into school. I didn't speak the language. Um, it was kind of hard for me to make the transitions. But then, uh, you know, being around baseball make it so much easier. You know, I start playing baseball in Long Island. First of all, locally in the Bronx and Washington Heights. It didn't take me long, you know, to get to meet people and they see my talent. You know, they provide me an opportunity to play the um, baseball heaven in mm. Long Island. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from there, you know, been playing perfect games. Uh, you ever go you to know, Diamond Nation? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I worked there too. That's right. In Jersey. That's a good place yeah, to travel well, to. I, I can't forget those long rides. What was your tra <laughs> What was the travel ball team that you played for? It was New York 9. Oh, great. New York 9. In New York, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah know. So, That's excellent. Great group of guys, you know. So, you know, grew up in the city pretty much. My whole family lived in the state. They've been living here for a long, for, for a while now. You know, then I got into Norman Thomas High School. Uh, like I say, my senior year, we played at Yankee Stadium when they first opened their door. We took the crown, you know, we did it. We went 22 and 0. 2009. I actually have my green right here, so I'm going to show it real quick. And I love a guest who comes prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my high school ring right here. Beautiful. Norman Thomas. Excellent. It's hard to see, you know, say Checo. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I see it. And then man. inside, say 2022 20, and old and all of that. Who'd you, go, who'd you guys go team. against? Who'd you guys beat? Monroe. Monroe High School in Bronx. I knew that. I just want you to say it. Shout out Mike Toro. Mike Toro, <laughs> my boy. My guy. Hey, man. That's, <laughs> so, that's uh, just an accomplishment to getting Yankee Stadium and then beating the, you know, the Phil Jackson of PSAL championships you know that's awesome man oh my god that was my dream come true like <laughs> the moment we the moment we won that semifinal game and and we finally knew hey we playing at yankee stadium dude i couldn't feel my heart i, I was like <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know what to do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but i stay you know i stay cool i, I stay focused i didn't i say hey i gotta finish the job I haven't done yet. We got one more, the biggest games in my life so far at that point. So I had to remain focused. 
So a lot of emotions, a lot of like uh, thinking about, wow, did a Jeter play here? Mariano Rivera play here. All these big janky legends, Jogi mm-hmm. Berra, like all those guys. It was amazing, you know. So it, it, it was something cool. And now being early, I've been talking to Coach Harper. Hey, if I'm, you know, we're gonna make it back to Yankee Stadium. So this means a lot to me. I'm pretty sure it means a lot to Coach. Uh, and and it, it is it is a lifetime sprint, you know, make it to the championship. And being able is a blessing to be being able to play the Yankee Stadium. Um, then I end up getting drafted by the Yankees. I played five seasons by the for the Yankees, made it to high A. I got hurt, then I got I was a free agent, played for Kansas City one season, went to spring training with them. What years? I got drafted 2009 by the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Florida, I spent a few years down there, you know, bouncing from one league to another, right? One state to other. Um then on 2013, I became a Rule 5 eligible. So the deal that was on the table, uh, I didn't like it. So I decided to become a free agent. After that, I spent a moment of like, it was a mental toughness uh, for about almost a year. I was playing catch by myself, what we played in Central Park. I didn't have a partner to play catch with. And it was kind of hard. It was a hard and tough moment. Uh, but I knew I, I was gonna get another call because I'm, I'm you know, I I have potential, you know, and, I was, and belief and belief, right? I stood training, I never doubted myself, and I knew I was gonna get another opportunity. So I was, I, I did what I have to do, you know. I can't make excuses. I just gotta keep pushing. Um, and I used to go to Central Park since it was like two block away from my house. I don't know, coach, if you see that lake on Ninety Sixth Street in, in Central Park. And I, I used to run around that lake and stretch <laughs> out myself, play catch. And then I got that call by the summer from Kansas City, right? So mm-hmm. I try out for them. They like what they saw, went to play for them. A few things happened, you know, when I got there. But I, I managed to throw out 101 in Kansas City, which my velocity jump, you know, keep jumping up. You got Tommy John. Yeah, I got TJ. I don't know if you can see it here. Mm. And for people who uh, who listen and they probably hear the Tommy John or don't know, Tommy John is the most common surgery pitchers get, and it takes it could take two years. It's basically replacing ligaments with other parts of your body, right? If the, everything goes as planned, yes, it can take. Uh, they say twelve to fourteen months, but trust me, you know, you don't want to rush it. I learned. I learned the hard way because I I rushed it myself. You push yourself too much. Uh, I I got a I got a call from the Boston manager Alex Cora, who played in Puerto Rico winter league at the time. So I say yes, yes, I'm ready. I was feeling good, but then I rushed it, and then I hurt my shoulders and my lap because right? your body was compensating. So, yeah, so then that was a setback. So I set back for three months. Not touching a baseball, but like following the training and the massage. And it's painful, you know. It's a hard, hard process. But like I say, I never doubt on myself. I like the challenge. I never make excuses. I like to, you know, move forward. I I, I like to – I love this game, and, and I don't like to make excuses, you know. I, I, I'm a warrior. I like to fight for what I want. And what's a good lesson in, in, in experiencing something like Tommy John and the surgery and putting you and your shark-like mentality where you always got to swim forward 
on pause. It, it teaches you a discipline to deal with things that are beyond your control. And I think at the end of the day, it's not going to make you a better ball player, but it'll make you a better man to understand how to get through that because that's a different challenge to slow yourself down. Um, well, let me tell you. Let it's me awesome. Tell you. In, in, a, in a negative way. You can make a negative or positive in that way. Yes, of course. Always. Do not stay living in the past. Move on, right? Fix it. Try to fix it somehow and move forward. It was a thought process because at the times and I got TJ and then a couple months later, I had my firstborn, my daughter, Leslie. And Shout out to I, Leslie. Yes. I love you, Leslie. Then uh, it was going to challenge because now I had to deal. Take, you know, I had to take care of my daughter. Uh, my fiance, my wife was like working. She's, she's a wife. Shout out to Jarlene. She's, I love her. You know, she's um always trying her best. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know there's some tough moment, but she keep pushing through. And I like that. And it was like kind of like hard for me to make times to, to keep up with my rehab programs and take care of my daughter while my wife is out there working. And I have to, I mean, thanks God, you know, the teens that I got hurt from, they paid for my surgery and they paid for my rehab. And they was like giving, giving me, like providing me with some money. So that kind of like helped me for a couple months to hold up, pay my bill so I can focus on, on my rehab programs. Um, shout out to Joey. Uh, he's my, he was my physical therapist. What, what last uh, name? Say for me. Uh, yeah, PT, Joe, he, he, they, they opened a new place in Westchester. He worked for, for Dr. Amat, uh, the Yankees main doctors. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out hey, to Amat. Dr. Dr. Amat was the one that, you know, was responsible for my surgery. Grateful to have them as my, you know, guiding me on, on this process. On the mental side, Joe. Psychologically, yeah, man. Psychologically, yeah. He, yeah. He, he was on top of me. Even he's helped me clean my mind at, at some point because I was like getting so stressed out. Yeah. Uh, you want to go? You're, you're... Yeah, it was a lot. I'm trying to go back and play baseball. So I'm having this conversation with him like, yo, what is my time like? When do you think I'm going to come back? You know, I'm feeling good. I'm, and he was telling me, take it easy. You're going to feel good. There's going to be day that you're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel like. You can go back right now and 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 and, and throw nine innings game, complete game, right? Yeah. But it's kind of tricky, right? That's how that's how the, the brands work. The same thing um, that can get you like through being tired. That same trick you can play on yourself where you're not feeling good, but your brain, your mind can get you through it. That's what your mind's doing at that time too. It's telling you I'm good because you have such a desire to want to do it. And athletes, especially pro athletes, one thing I um I know about them. Um, in a measure to not be one, because I'm not one. But, you know, objectively, uh, you can um, slow a, a, a fast horse down, but you can, it's impossible to speed, speed a, a slow one up. And you're a fast horse and you need to be slowed down. And you need to discipline that when you're a high level athlete and you've yeah. accomplished the things that high level athletes accomplish, which is usually in your youth. And you get all this attention when it comes down and it crashes and you have no other recourse, you got to rely on things that other people have relied on because they they didn't have the gifts that you have. And that can, you need a doctor to help guide you through. And let, let's go to Tom, like as an athlete yourself and transitioning, not, you know, a professional athlete, but college is 
a lot of people don't get to college. You know, I, I got talented out at 5070, 12U, because I was just like, you know what? I'm a better watcher. But uh, <laughs> so how, how did you um, reconcile the end of your playing career? And I'll get back to you on this, too, uh, into parlaying into your coaching career. So when I was playing in college, I had a fun time. I played a lot, which was great. I think just playing and seeing everyone around me, I saw that like I was a good Division II baseball player. And I was, you know, content with being a good Division II baseball player. I knew I wasn't, you know, Checo's a big dude. And a lot of people <laughs> around me that were playing are, are bigger guys, taller, stronger. Uh, hello. Yeah. yeah, hey, yeah. He was faster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fast is um, always the compliment they give to the smaller guys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, I had a great time playing. I knew I was good at D2 and I was happy with that. And then... Um, yeah, when college ended, I just said, all right, you know, I got my phys ed degree. I, I love sports. I love baseball. Hopefully I could continue with it. And just through teaching and then, you know, getting this coaching job, it really, it kept my baseball like flame lit and I'm just keep riding it out. Yeah. And I can speak for myself. I didn't lead, I didn't start the podcast, but because this is about you, but I also did my first Yankee Stadium game after you guys. I'm interviewing, um, Shout out to Michael Grippo. Congratulations to the Tottenville coach. I'll be talking to him tomorrow. But I did that game. And um, to the people hearing, I I did the Hunter College versus RK semifinal Central Park. And that's the first time I got to meet you two. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing about this season for me, I'm not saying I'm the best umpire, but you hit your ceiling. I need, You're I'm one of start. the best out there. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But <laughs> I, as far as growing, because there's still so much to learn. You know how it is. You coach, mm-hmm. you, you're athletes. There's, there's never enough to learn, but you can box yourself in where it actually helped that I had to learn the game beyond the rules. Shout out to the name of the podcast, but <laughs> I still want to become a better umpire. I still want to become, and you can only learn so much from PSAL. I've been doing PSAL for 10 plus years. Wow. Um, I've been an umpire for 14 and um, I've done all I can. And I got to Yankee stadium mm-hmm. and I got more goals within umpiring which I've told you guys about, and I'll, I'll say more as we get through the podcast. But yeah, so it was my first time there too, so I can experience the 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 transition where you you want you love the game so much, you know, and you want to. So stay how do, how does the how does the PSL pick the Yankee Stadium umpires, and and you are good, and I've talked to other coaches who do love you. Like, how come it took you ten years to get there? With respect to the growth of uh, umpiring and and things in general, I wouldn't have wanted any earlier because I wouldn't want to fuck up and i think it takes 10 years to get good to to that level where you're like a black belt essentially mm-hmm. if there's a martial art and would i have been better than other umpires yeah but that doesn't speak to the craft that speaks to the shit that we have to deal with that doesn't mean anything i am i've always been a better umpire than most of the city people but now i i'm better at because i know the structure of how to do it you can be a better coach based on wins and losses but that doesn't make you a better coach you know mm-hmm. and um so as far as the the, the choosing uh, it's um it's by a signer as far as i know which we'll get into more on the back end uh, well i mean you asked me so i might as well get into it. I, one of the reasons why i'm leaving is because i'm making a lot of friends and i'm done with high school ball and, and in terms of growth i'll do other sometimes you gotta leave and i'm gonna do rock and baseball high school and fit in see see where that goes but um I want to train and assign for PSAL. And I don't know if you guys watch uh, wrestling or WWE or know the history of, but Vince McMahon, the way he did it was 
he had his idea for the way wrestling should be. And he went to different territories across the country and he presented his idea to them and he presented it as a better idea. And if they said no, he was like, okay, I was offering a way to work with me, but if you're not going to work with me, then I'm going to work against you. And uh, I had to leave the PSL to do that. I didn't know I was going to get the um, AAA game this year. My plan was to do the AA game this year and then the AAA game next year, which uh, will be the plate. It rotates by um, year, which borough gets which position. But the way things are happening, and it's happening so fast with the podcast, I, and I have a lot more structure involved in my planning. So when I got offered the AAA game, I took it, and I took it as uh, the last time until I signed myself to go to um, Yankee Stadium, which is not, you know, I have a lot more goals in mind. But um, the structure of it sucks. It really does. And mm-hmm. there's no clear-cut path to incentivize people. Um, there's no advertisement of it either. It's like, here's what you can do and get to if you're if you're good. And, and it's um, it's not good, like I said. And we could get more into that um, later. But uh, so now getting back to, let's go to Hunt College. How did you get your start there? Tom, you go first and then Checo, you pick it up. So uh, one of my buddies that lives uh, actually close to me was teaching phys ed there. Hit me up for saying, yo, interview, there's a job opening. Who's that buddy? I'm sure he has a name and he want to hear the podcast. And yeah, Ray Basso, shout out. He, uh, we, I gave him a, we gave him a jersey. So he was one of our assistant coaches uh, mm-hmm. on the field. Uh, he, well, he, played, he played ball too in high school and college. So he, he knows. Great. But um, yeah, he hit me up. I interviewed. I got the job. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. There was a baseball coach already there. Wait, who was this? I'm sorry. Did you say? Uh, I didn't say. It was 2019 I started. That's great. So you start your first year, and then next year, boom, COVID. That sucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my first, <laughs> my first year, uh, that there was a baseball coach already, so they, uh, they needed a JV girls lacrosse coach. I had no idea about lacrosse or girls lacrosse or nothing. Um, I said, yes, I love coaching. I said, screw it. Let's do it. Um, I don't think we won a game and, but it was fun next year. Uh, the coach, the baseball coach left He had, he wasn't a teacher there. So he mm-hmm. had other things going on. Um, he left Neil Potter, AD shout out, offered me a job. I took it. I loved it. And yeah, then COVID happened. But so that was my, the senior class I was talking about. They were freshmen. Then it was a, it's a big class. They're great kids. They got together with me. We ended up being able to um, play in baseball heaven, uh, did a tournament in baseball heaven, tried to as, do a couple. As Hunter College High School? Uh, no, we changed our name for insurance purposes. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. was. Oh, well, it was know. the team. Yeah, it was I the think the statute of limitations on that's over, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I think, like, the, the parents helped me out. I think it was, like, 150 bucks for insurance. Like, it was, it was, it was good. We did a tournament or two, you know, played a couple of games against random teams. You know, through through umpires, hundred bucks just to just to ump a game. Um, that was great. The next season, make sure you so hope what, the other team doesn't see that. Yeah, the next <laughs> season, um, they were tenth graders then. Um, Checo, there was no playoffs that year, right? It was just no, there was no playoffs. Yeah. No, it was that short season, ten yeah. games. Yeah, Most it was just season. against random team. Whoever, yeah. like, they gave me a list. Uh, I'm sure you remember. Remember, they gave me a list of. Uh, and I'm new. I know nothing. I know nobody. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Long Island guy. I, don't, I know how that works. I don't know the city. So they gave me a list of co- coaches. I called everyone. Most of them were already booked because I was late. But I, we ended up getting up 10 games. We killed it. I wish that team 
uh, was had a playoff run, but um, you were like a two year rookie too, as far as coaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh a, yeah, a rookie uh, who got hurt and then he comes yeah. back. He's still in the no, system. You don't know shit. Even my like first real year last year, I, I was still a rookie because I still had no idea how the PSL runs and no playoffs too, really. Yeah. So then that was a, then last year was the first year of playoffs. We uh and we had a good team. We made it. We lost in the quarterfinals to um scholars academy eight seven they squeezed us in the last thing ah i did the quarterfinal i did the semifinals with scholars academy versus south bronx yeah yeah one of the most infamous games i'll bring it up so people know it was the walk-off buck the infamous walk-off buck did you call the, it i was home plate first of all <laughs> granny in the stands could have called that block oh, okay <laughs> uh, so i have to tell the story of the time because it was one of the most fascinating games i've ever called in my life um south bronx was number one seed um, they were, they were mowing three people. They had I call him Baby Huey. The 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 at the time the sophomore who threw ninety. Remember that the big boy? Oh, yeah, I don't know if you saw yeah, him. He, yeah, he's just we I heard think he about just, him. He looked at the baby face, but you know as big as Sheko. And um, they didn't show up. And you know, shout out to Frankie Cologne. It was his last year, and he couldn't even coach. It was like I don't know what to do. And Scholars Academy just coming from Rockaway Beach and all the way to the Bronx and slapping slapping that South Bronx ass, and then. They ran out of pitching soft, uh, scholars, and they had to throw in their poor sophomore on the bottom seventh. They were up 5-1 or 5-2. And then within 10 minutes, it's 5-5. I mean, they woke up, and they fell apart. And I've never felt as bad for a pitcher in my life. But then runners on first and third, first takes off, he panics and doesn't throw the ball. Third comes home, walk off, walk. So uh, That's tough. Yeah, it was brutal. I mean, I, you- I, it was brutal. You mentioned scholars ran out of pitching. That's hundred percent because of a uh, hunter. Cause we, we batted them around and scored seven runs off them. So, <laughs> but that's also why we lost because we were saving Connor, uh, trying to save his arm to play South Bronx. So well, you, you learned know, that lesson. Yeah. You learned that, that lesson. Hey, you, you, shoot the bu- lesson. you shoot the strongest bullets first, man. Yeah. Cause I if you know. don't kill, if you don't kill the opponent in front of you, I what know. gets a bullet? What gets a good bullet? I know, and, so that was uh, a lesson learned for sure. Shout out to number 13, right? Connor Don. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He carried us. Well, yeah, we're we're going to get to the details. We're going to get yeah. to the details, man. So I, I want you, Checo, to get to your story about Hunt, how you got into Hunter and started um, coaching alongside Mr. Thomas Harper over here. Well, I got in there 2019. I, I was working with Beacons, Beacon High School. I got connected by the PSAL commission, Mr. Bob. Shout out to Bob Purchase, who I'm trying to get on the podcast, but you know, that's, that's a certain age, God. a certain age of people, they're like, what is this going to be on BBC Radio or something? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's my God, man. That's I, I love, I love Mr. Bob. I wish him long, long, long life and a healthy, and a healthy one. You know, so he, that guy, always been there for me, Mr. Mr. Bob, and I, I'm grateful to. Stay throughout the years, stay in touch with Mr. Bob. You know, I got drafted at high school, like I said, and Mr. Bob never, never lost my phone. We always stay in touch, uh, even though technology was changing and like the new, like, <laughs> you know, social media. Somehow he's managing you know, to keep up with it. And he spoke with Mr. Tong on Beacon High School. I don't know if he's still there. I don't believe he's so. starting to put in some work. Um, uh, beacons, you know, and then the, Mr. Bob asked me to, uh, you know, he told me, spoke to me about Hunter. I uh, didn't know Hunter have a high school at the time. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, so people, this is Hunter College High School, almost Hunter like 
my high, my high school, Lehman High School, there's mm-hmm. a difference. But you actually put college in the, your your school name, so yeah. it might throw people off. So yeah, mm-hmm. I thought to say when I first. I knew about Hunter College High School from wrestling. I was telling Tom before we recorded that I went to, um, I, I wrestled. That was my sport. And I officiated wrestling first. I started that. And um, um, when I started officiating wrestling, I'm like, there's a Hunter College High School. So yeah, go on. You found out. Yeah, it got me by surprise because I, you know, like I said, I went to Norman Thomas. I got it right on the number six train uh, every morning. That's so my I dream. Remember, I remember seeing Hunter College, one, uh, 68th Street, Hunter No, 96, no, 96. Station. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 96. The station. They said oh, station. Yes. Yeah, You're talking college, about the, the college, college, yes. Yeah, yeah. I should know that because yeah, I went to the, yeah. I went to the, uh, the college, too. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, long story short, I started my own baseball academy, mm. Checo Baseball Power. So, I'm doing, you know, training, lessons, uh, working with teams. My main focus is like helping the kids understand and learning the game, teach them everything that I that I learned um, on my minor league joiners. You know, I played, I took. Uh, you got a lot I of information for, to share, man. I yes, I played for you know around great people. Uh, I feel like you know I learned a lot of things that that I feel that I need to give back somehow to the community. And you know, it's my my baseball community. It's which I love, right? Familia. So I, all my Familia. fellow baseball players out there and be in, you know, me having the opportunity to share my knowledge with them and let them know what to expect at the next level. Even though that I didn't have a chance to go back to college or play college baseball, I did play with a lot of college baseball in the minor league. So I kind of like pick up with uh, the mentality. Mm-hmm. I, I made a lot of them uh, after being in the system for a few years. So it's kind of like I'm helping them understanding minor league, minor league systems. I'm also asking questions because I always talk in the back of my head. I need I need to stay involved in baseball because I somehow I love baseball so much. After my playing career, I was planning to do this, right? So now I'm here in New York City, right? Uh, I was gonna go winter ball. That didn't happen for some other reason. So I stayed in the city. I'm working in Beacon. I'm doing my lessons. I'm booked. I'm I'm busy all over. I'm all over the map. Then Mr. Pop mentioned, you know, Hunter. Hunter was was looking for an assistant, right, Coach? Mm. You can help me down there. So I didn't know. I, I haven't met Coach Hyper and Mr. Neil Potter, and you know, he get me connected. So for me, it was like hard. I was having a hard time finding parking in Pier Forty in that time. <laughs> <laughs> So I couldn't do it because I have some other compromise. And and I was working, you know, in Long Island, out in Long Island and Queens. So I couldn't afford, right, to stay at Beacon High School. It was kind of tough for me. The community was kind of tough. So I got into a meeting with Mr. Mr. Coach Hyper and Mr. Mr. Potter. You know, that meeting went well. We shared a little bit of our story there. Uh, I guess Mr. You know, Hyper... <laughs> He hired me as his assistant. So I kind of like the idea, you know, I like the school, I like the environment. We, you know, I feel like we connect, you know, we connect Coach Harper and Art and Mr. Potter. We kind of like share the same mentality playing at Yankee Stadium. I, I play there, I've been there. So for me, it was more, I, I saw, I saw Mr. Harper, 
that desire, you know, to take bring these teams, right? Make these teams to be a champion, city champion, and play at Yankee Stadium. So I'm like, hey, I wanna I wanna do that and I wanna go back as a coach now. So I felt mm. like we in both John, right? Coach Harper was like, oh, we we might bump each other in the past because I grew up in baseball heaven. So I'm like, that was my home, you know, I was playing there. And you guys are similar age, right? Games. You guys uh, were the same age. Yeah, I think I'm two years older than Checo. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like that year passed by. I'm sure yeah. we played. <laughs> I started. I started to play there. You know, as a young, young as a, you know, a little young. So we might bump each other, right? Maybe in his mm-hmm. last couple of years there. Yeah. So I like the idea. I'm, you know, I got hired. Uh, from there on, 2019, coach, uh, the fall, right? I think it was the fall, 2019. I decided to drop Beacon. I did Beacon for a few more practices. I spoke to the coach about, you know, what was going on with my commute. So, you know, I stayed with Hunter. I love the kids over there. I think Kiner was a, a freshman that year. Yeah. Uh, we have some good guys mm-hmm. in the past, good baseball players, but we didn't have a complete team, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was a, a a lot of work need to be done. So, uh Coach Harper and I, we share, like, ideas, uh, our knowledge, uh, baseball, IQ, and always staying in the same page. You know, our chemistry, it's good. It's worked. Learning from each other. Coach Harper, Mm -hmm. yes. Our communication is pretty good. And, you know. It has to be. We communicate. Yes. If you don't have communication, if you don't get along with you. There's no relationship that has bad communication. Yes. It's it's not going to happen. Let me tell you that. It's not going to happen. It's hard, right? Yeah, You're not it's not for sure. It's not. It's not hard. It's if you want to be successful, it's impossible. It's yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you know, COVID hit. We couldn't do much. You know, Coach Harper teach there. I'm not teaching. I'm not teaching there. You know, I'm working outside and outside of the school. Um, so I couldn't be around that much. Uh, but Coach Harper, you know, we stay in touch, and you know, hey, we need to keep the board. Uh, working out beyond the game involving baseball because dude we 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 weren't sure if it was gonna make it back and have our normal lifestyle it, I mean, Kobe was bad it was bad so was 2020 was fucking hard I was man. praying yeah. for baseball and, and just for the word to get back out there and, and have a normal life um and and then the yeah, like that short season, the same thing, you know, we fell short, one game short to make it to Yankee Stadium. And here we are now. We we the city champion. Actually, um you're lucky. I mean, I say you're lucky, but last year it wasn't at Yankee Stadium. So Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, for sure. And that's why I chose the single A game last year. My assignment was like, I'll give you the double A game, but it's not in Yankee Stadium. So I was like, I'll do the all-star game and the single A game. I'll collect two checks and I'll, I'll wait till next year. Um, couple of things. It's on Long Island, and I felt Tom's heat when you said in Long Island. So let's not do that again. <laughs> Secondly, um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. And um, when you were coaching for Beacon, I know they made it to the um, finals that one year. Were you there for that year? No, I got there the year after. Ah, yeah. So, okay, so. they lost. They lost that game. They told me the story, right? They lost mm-hmm. that game. Uh, Van error or something like that. Yes, one nothing. They lost yeah. one. So the pitchers, that kid that threw the game was still there, and I was. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, shout out to Aaron. That's that's his name. 
and I wish him the best. He's still in college. I think this uh, he's a junior in college now, or sophomore in college. Uh, great guy, hard worker. They knew about Kyron, so Kyron knew some of them. It was kind of like a back and forth because at some point, at one point, I was doing uh, Beacon and Hunter, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm listening. I'm listening to the mindset. I'm listening to what happened. So I tried to help, and they all became better, you know. And I'm happy to see them, you know, following their dream in college. Great. Yeah. And uh, for people listening, Beacon is like the free version of Hunter. So uh, not that the, there's no barrier for entry, but it's the same neighborhood. Let me tell you, go, go for it. This is one of the reasons why uh, I, I stay with both teams. And uh, at one point, I was trying to do both teams. I was trying to work it out, but the commute wasn't there. You know, it was tough for me to drive through the city because they played a lot again on 50 West Street. Uh, and, yes. You know, I feel there's no parking around there. And I couldn't do it. So I decided to, I choose. I had to, you know, pick one or another and I. It's, it's, it's called diminishing market. returns when you put yourself out too much and the returns are not worth the investment. And I can feel the type of person that you are because I'm like that where you try to, it, it's it's selfish in the way because you're doing it because you want to help, but you're, the selfishness is because you want the experience to help you grow too as a coach or a player or whatever. That's what makes you rush your, your TJ surgery and all that. Like I said, it's it's you can't speed a, a slow horse up, but you can try to slow one down. And one thing that when you were telling me how you got to Hunter, and I'm sure that as uh, Tom got to know you and as players like Tom, the minutia, the managing, it comes with its own set of skills and a lot of reasons why catchers are good at it. And I know you're center field or, or outfielder, but the, you get the essence of the game that high level athletes or players who are focused on what they have to do can't really see because they're, they're looking at it with in an athletic way and in, in, in mm -hmm. a player in a participant way that you're playing. But when you are a head coach of a team that has a plucky upstart and, you know, there's talent there, but you need the structure and now mm -hmm. you can offer the structure, but you still need somebody who's going to offer the, the, here's what can happen. You know, yeah. look at what this guy offered. And that is a big part of, as I see and talk, and talk to you guys more, the what, what got you to be successful and win a championship. Yeah. You know, for so. sure. One thing with check, like Checo, Checo knows all about baseball. He knows everything. He's forgot. He forgot more than I know. He's but Dominican, like, so even if he didn't know, he knew. <laughs> it sounds like he knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But <laughs> but he uh, one thing like he like I I could hit. I know how to teach hitting. I could feel. I could. I'm really good at base running. I love that. Um, if you watch our games, all we do is steal all the time. But Checo like really <laughs> locked down our pitching. So like he was really he was working with everyone, the freshmen, the sophomores, the juniors, seniors, especially Connor, just like really locked down the pitching, which showed come playoff time, like we were ready. Yeah. You know, Connor, Connor was locked down on Repetition. the mound. Yeah. Justin, our sophomore, he he, you know, we were working with him. Checo was working with him really more mentally and just when he showed up there in Yankee Stadium and really shut him down too. Yeah. You can but, manage uh, the team. You manage the team. He level sets expectations of what they don't know, mm -hmm. how to get it to, so that they know it because he went through the process in a way most people don't get to. A coach and players and and and, and fans and and you got that like, like that's a winning formula and you got driven athletes like Connor who it drips off of him. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Connor down again because I've been in around this game and I, I always call myself I didn't get to um, do home plate for you guys but. As I have good relationship with coaches, I establish my good relationship with a catcher because why not? They're the most important player to an umpire. 
and I'm good at identifying a certain type of athlete. And you can tell the leaders, you can tell the guys who facilitate and they do the things that they're good at. And you can tell guys who just live, eat, sleep, and die the game. And if they had the talent, watch out. And Connor, to me, was one of those guys who were like, oof, you guys smoked RK. They had not been treated like that all year. I had RK a I bunch know. of times. And I'm sure, I mean, I know, I know, and I'm sure you guys can attest, the momentum of that kept the end of the game where 3-2, two, two outs from losing. After they score on you in the top of the seventh, 0-0 zero, zero mm-hmm. game, the momentum of that team, well, we're let out. We, we can't be dominant, but let's also show up when, when we're not. Because, you know, Mike Tyson's my favorite boxer of all time because I grew up with him, but he's not, he, he never won a fight that he was losing. You know, it's one thing to beat the shit out of somebody, but to come back mm-hmm. and not even like from an insurmountable uh, miracle, like uh, uh, Luperon was trying to pull off in the AAA game, but to come back after keeping it tight and one run scores. And, you know, I'm sure a guy like Connor, a coach like Checo and a manager like you, there's no one that works without the other, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's and, and let's get into that game, man. Like, ah, what a thrill, I'm sure. And we always start with Tom. Let's start with Checo. Your your second appearance back on Yankee Stadium. Now, from the eyes of a coach, I know athletes. Uh, I know their mindset in so much that you can you can fluff yourself up and break your hand patting yourself in the back. But there's a certain accountability to your success that you know there's a task at hand. And I can enjoy the experience, but it should feel a lot better with a win. And, you know, so you bring that to them. And and how was it coming back as a coach and, and leading a, gr- a bunch of young men who, who are riding high? Well, being there in my senior year and being able to throw a complete game against the powerhouse of Monroe, Monroe High School, it, it's kind of like stuck with me. I never forgot those moments. I never forgot that, that, that game. My coach, my old coach mentality, shout out to JP, uh, my high school coach, uh, Tali and the whole staff on, on that team. They really did a, group, a good job. And then the, after that, I'm thanking the Yankees just to teach me that their way uh, playing the games and their mentality, you know. Uh, the Yankees, it, 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 it's a winning, it's a winning curtain, right? Yes. So a lot of, we, a lot of years of infrastructure. Yeah, we don't get pitched, uh, uh to lose games, right? We get pitch of Yankees to be a winner. Mm-hmm. So as you know, let me show you my rings with the Yankees, one of them. So beautiful. Uh, uh you gotta show that one first, man. That's yeah, I should have started the podcast. I was, uh, <laughs> Next time I see you, if I can see you where you can bring that, I don't want to. I, I'm sure if you, to, after if you bring it out of the house and alarm rings, but I, I, I forgot. I forgot to bring them out because I'm not. I'm not a type of guy. I like to stay humble. Yeah, oh. I don't like to show up. Uh, I like to be humble and just help. I like to help. I like to help people. Like uh, what I accomplished, what I have accomplished, it's 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 gonna stay with me for the rest of my life. I don't like to show up people because like that's not gonna make that's not gonna make me any better. That's not gonna help them grow. It's just gonna why some type of humiliation. Just, just why? And I don't like that. I don't I don't like that feeling. So you know, play for the Yankees. Coming out of high school as a champion, play for the Yankees. Pick up the Yankees mental winning mentality. Uh being able to speak to talk in that with that Jeter, Captain Data Jeter. Uh and I had the honor to ask this question. Andy Petty, Mo, a lot of the Yankees guy, CC. Uh 
a lot of them, you know, Gary Bro, Sanchez. real quick, fucking Tom, how lucky are you, man? Good, great fucking I mean, assistant coach, man. His, for sure. His stories, I mean, I could listen to him all day. And hey. and, and and it comes out in his coaching. Your kids are just, I it's, mean, it's, it's not bullshit. And he wants to help. And he's got the stories that kids dream of. Like, he'll be on, during practice, <laughs> two years ago, or it was last year, during practice, he's on the phone. He's like, hey, guys, here, um, let me FaceTime. It's Gary Sanchez. <laughs> FaceTime on the team, giving him, yeah. giving us. You know, telling us some, some of his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, guys. I love <laughs> you, Gary, next. man. That's, yeah, hopefully he's listening to the podcast. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> send him up a, a link to the podcast, please. <laughs> but anyway, continue. Like, you're just bringing that winning mentality. And I want to say something real quick about, like, being selfish, dividing your time between Beacon and Hunter. And you also had said something, wanting to learn the system of minor league and college, which I know people who see baseball as baseball, they don't understand the system. But just think about it, like, we were talking about the Yankees and the infrastructure and how long it's been established. It might be better than certain other organizations. The, the, the difference being skill level, but in college and, and minor leagues, there's more of an expectation of minor leagues that you're you're trying to make the goal to be a pro, whereas college, maybe it'll happen, but you're going there as a college athlete. Unlike basketball and football, where their minor league system is college, it's different in baseball. And one yes. of the things that you can indicate right away is in college. I'm sure if the college world series is going around are uh, going on right now. And if you're not paying attention, but you're listening in a bar, listen real closely, you hear that bing. That's because they're not even using wood bats. And so I just want to get through that and just put more on display how your mentality is not just of a winning winning formula, but uh, a wanting to get better formula, which you gotta you yes. can't want to win well, without getting better. Yeah, it just, you know, since I moved to the United States, New York specifically, uh, I had great people surrounding me. It's, you know, my family, number one, they always been there for me. They provide me the opportunity to, uh, I did want to go out there and get a job, go to school and play baseball because I didn't know any better. And my older brother, Edwin, and my mom, Elba, they're like, no, 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 you can't do that yet. You don't have the time to work play baseball and go to school, but I don't, I'm not, I don't want to drop out of school. I actually want to go to school. So, so I can, you know, learn the language. And there it is and, right there. And, they challenged you and, to, they challenged they you challenge. to not split your time. No, man, I've been there all my life since, since young, you know, since little, hmm. you know, in the DR, man, I don't, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. So I'm Puerto Rican. I wasn't born there. I don't really speak the language as well. Not shout out to my mom who didn't teach me. I'm like, why don't you do that? But, um, but I know the Latino spirit and I know the Latino accountability, especially when you come in. I mean, no, but I'm the first generation here, you know, yeah. so. So, you know, I have a personal trainer in New York, which I, my family knew him for a long time. You know, he, he went pro, right? He was a professional baseball player, but he was an outfielder. But dude, can that guy know baseball? He, after, you know, after, Minor league baseball, he couldn't make it. He had all the potential. Back in the 80s, late 80s, that's when he played. You know, mid-80s. It was kind of hard. Mm -hmm. I saw some pitchers, right? He played with Gary Anderson, like some big Nate out there. Gene Amon. Oh, the level that you, it's, it's. Yeah. So he, I, you know, I stopped picking up his mentality. And then Mr. Jose, Gennaro, they call him Gennaro. I like to call him Jose because that's how I first met him. Yeah. And he would come into my house. He saw something on me and he believed on me. Then we just never, never get tired of putting in work day in and day out. Uh, found joy in it. Yes. And then, you know, starting to picking up that mentality from him uh, early, 
on my career, right? I'm talking about two, three years before high school. It's kind of like helped me. It's, it's, it was like a setup for me, right? So through him and through like the Yankee scout, Mr. Cesar, Mr. Cesar, Pressbot, Yankee scout for like 30 years in New York City. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of people know him out there. Yes. For sure you have bumped into him in the past. Mm-hmm. He signs got like Ian Kennedy, Denling Betances, Budagua. Can't leave. You Shout know, out to Grand Street. Shout out to Grand Street Campus. Yes. yes. So, you know, that type of mentality, that surrounding, it's it just straight baseball. And people, you know, you're listening to people that have been in, in, in the other side of the game, in both sides of the game, uh, in a winning environment, right? They're hard, man. They have a lot of heart. They put in a lot passion. of heart. Passion. Passion. Yeah, passion. Yes. Well, Mr. Cesar say, you know, he called it a three C, right? Cabeza, corazón, cojones. <laughs> yeah. In Spanish, it, I'm going to try my best. And, I'm and, pretty and sure everybody understands. Right? And balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, so hey, he's take, that Does he have a trademark so, on that idea? Because I'm looking for shirt <laughs> ideas. <laughs> and you, so, have you, know, you have to have more. You have to have more. Yeah, so that, that kind of like give me confidence. So I, you know, I pick it up right in high school, and that's that was one of the things that helped me control my emotion and never doubt of myself and know who I am. Mm. You know, I was ranking the number one pitcher and number one prospect in the whole city, in the whole state of New York at one point. And I know this, you know. We didn't I remember have hearing about you. Media. I was just I was just uh I was on the come up. Yeah, and, and yeah. all of this is happening while I'm only being here for like a year and a half, a year in the state, you know? So like I'm I'm no I don't know, man. That's that's just tough, man. I'm, tough. I'm showcasing a Yankee Stadium, man. I was my mind was like spinning from from <laughs> from Santo Domingo to Yankee Stadium. I mean the yeah. Yankee Stadium, right? Old Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee yes. Stadium. I'm talking about the old Yankee Stadium at this point. That's the house that Baby uh, blue. That's the heart that yes. built. Yes. So, you know, this is, I see, uh, you can see, look, I had one of my frames over here. I don't Beautiful. know if it, it's a little bit hard to talk to. Uh, I, I don't have know. a, I don't have a video guy, but we're going to, we're going to sharpen all this up. I, <laughs> <laughs> next uh, year, we're going to have everybody back on updates and I'm going to have my own fucking studio one day, but no, go man, this, <laughs> that's awesome. I man. will, I, man. You got to expect it. the process. Oh, I do. So, you know, on raining, and I was a guy that I always like to listen to, like, every person that's trying to help me. And if I feel that what that person is telling me, it's it's working for me, uh, it's going to help me in, in some way. I keep my ear open, and I apply it. Into the, I bring it into the game. It yeah, could be it could be, it could be bad information, too. Bad information will help you know what you don't know or what you don't want to know, too. You know, there's, there's bad information... It, well, it, it, you know when to parse it out too. When you know to, that's how it makes you good too. When you when you're able to understand what good information is, you can't do that without working out what bad what what the bad advice was or the bad tendencies were. You know, so yeah, that, I wasn't. I, I never been a khaki guy. I never been a selfish guy. So I always try to stay humble because, you know, uh, you know, we've been playing major league baseball, been going for 147 years, something like that. So I'm not the only baseball player out there. You know, thousands of people have played the game. And the game's going to continue without me. 
me being in and now whatever, it doesn't matter, right? You play, you get your times, your times pass, and the games continue to be playing, right? Sounds so a lot like you life. You stay humble. Sounds you, a lot you like know, life. Baseball, baseball kind of like help you to stay humble. And, and, and I applied a lot of a lot of my personal life and, and things that happen in baseball, it's kind of like related. I related to it because, uh, you know, moving forward, you know, fast forward, I'm in the minor league now, right? After, you know, a great experience in high school, great memory, met a lot of people. But now I'm going to play for the Yankees in the minor league. Now is when, it's, when I really, really, really start to learn the game at another level. Mm-hmm. Now I'm meeting people, you know, established in the big league, like not some random players, but one of the best out there. Somebody who is like you. Yeah. So I'm the listening better. to them. I'm more experienced. Yes. And I like to ask questions and I have, they have the privilege to get close to this guy and being able you know, to become friends with a lot of them. So I didn't know how to write notes. I wasn't doing that back in high school. I was listening. But I never knew I had to stop writing notes. So one of the coach mm-hmm. put me to the side and in one of the Yankees meeting, because they do meeting in the minor league to go over the rules, mm-hmm. go over the, the media, so the media, how to play that with the fans, and all of that. Like the, the psychological. And and you know, and and I'm in that room, in one of the rooms, the meeting's going on. So he's like, check all. I didn't see you taking notes. There was a lot of good information being uh, speak in this meeting. So that I stood and I was looking at him like, what do you mean? I got this. I got this. I'm smart. He's like, no, no, no. Andy Petty was speaking. Mariano Rivera was speaking, right? You're not going to hear this story out there. They not. You're not going to go to YouTube or uh, Jazz Network. It's not out there. There's a lot of things that's going on. Exclusive shit. Exclusive. It's only players, coaches, and And sometimes they used to bring military. So this is something that a lot of people don't get to experience. Even if you go to pro baseball, that doesn't mean you opportunity. Yeah, to get into this meeting, right? I was lucky enough, right? So I start learning, I get close to this guy. Start learning my little book, and I was writing a lot of things, even in my phone, my computer. Did, did your pencil have an eraser at least? Not a golf pen, a mini golf pencil, right? <laughs> so you know, that's kind of like helped me keep up yeah. with the. It was so much information, man. Again, again, you never stop from learning again. One of the things, so much information. There's so much information out there, and like every game is gonna teach you a lesson, right? And mm-hmm. and it's hard to keep up, you know, mentally, especially when you have to play under pressure. Like this game we played on Monday, man. It's past Monday, the championship game. I was excited to be back at Yankee Stadium. Obviously, it's not the first time that I've been there. I try my best to swallow all in, stay calm, and be able to project and pass the energy and 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 to the board, right? And make sure, like in between innings. We keep them on the control. And that's why I never, being an ex Yankee, I never doubt it. Like, until until they don't make the last out of the game, if you see that my reaction on face base, I was jumping up and down, like, ah, let's go. 
I, I never lost faith. I was like, I believe in my guys. I know we can do this. And then with Harrison got that big head, time runs head. I went crazy. And, and then at that point, I was like, it's brand new game. Okay, let's go. We got this. I not only brand new game. Rush, I rush and I put Justin at the side and I say, Justin, this is your game now. Because kind of we asked kind of for three innings. Okay, three innings. Kind of give us seven plus innings. You know, kind of man. Thank what you. Horse. He man, he he's he's a game man. He's a game. You know. That's so just to go from that emotion momentum to calm down, think about the next play now. And I'm pulling the coach to the side. I'm pretty sure the coach is thinking about what we're going to do now, what we're going to do. And we're thinking about, hey, Kiner, man, Beach Cam is already up there. Mm -hmm. But then we had Justin. But Justin is a sophomore, right? It, it, it's crazy. So I'm like, hey, coach. Coach told me we, we got Justin, man. I believe in Justin. I'm like, yes, I believe in him. Let me just make sure, you know, he understand The job at hand, man. Yes. What is the situation here? Oh, I want right? to hear. Like, I need to. Because yes. they will let you know if they're not ready for it. And they're kind of lie Because they'll lie to themselves first. And it comes through. Yes. And, a and a good coach recognizes that shit. I mean, you have to. Yes. And, and look what happened, man. I yeah. feel like. Us being able to stay current and think about the game, sending Megan to steal the base, second base and second third. And third, now, and third. Twice. Hey, we got <laughs> we got two outs now. We got two outs. Full count at the plate. Fucking uh, every kid's dream, bro. Every kid's ooh. dream, almost. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so now it was amazing, man. It was it, amazing. But uh, hold on, check out. You uh well, Steven doesn't know. So Checo said um we wanted to get we wanted three innings out of Connor. So we we asked for him a lot during the playoffs. He pitched a lot of innings. We kept a close eye on his pitch count. Uh so we didn't pitch too much. So he pitched just enough where he where we think he could get enough rest to start the next game. So we were, you know, just keeping an eye on days rest, stuff like that. He felt great all all playoffs. And you saw it in the in this in all the games on the semi game that he really he was on top of his game 16, in the semifinal. 16 strikeouts was it? In the semi? Against uh, well, for Kiner's, for Kiner was 14. 14. Oh, yeah. he, had got he had 15 in Yankee Stadium. I think, yeah, Jesus, he was man. he was lighting it up uh, wow. all playoffs. I mean, that's was, how much that's how much he wants it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. after the game, I think at a day after the semifinal game, he was like, "Ah, coach, my sh my like right here, my shoulder hurts." It ended up being like some kind of bicep tendonitis. Went to his PT guy. He tried throwing, it hurt too much. He didn't throw those eight days at all. He tried and it hurt. He's like, I don't, he, I'm like, Connor, you're starting. If you give me one inning, you give me one inning. Like, if you give me three or four, I'll take it. And then hopefully Justin could keep up the rest. But so the first time he threw it was Yankee Stadium. And, you know, uh, he's a gamer. So, Tom, the experience of, I mean, I, I saw it right there. I was on the press box by third base and you're standing in front of me trying to get your attention hey and but i could see the focus and i could see yeah you look so much more relaxed now and i know when they, I, they I saw your face like i it, you can't see yourself but mm -hmm. i can see you and i i've only met you three times one of them was digitally but i saw you kick a, a team's ass and and you you wear it and then i saw you struggle throughout the game it was not like you were all all Rainbows and sunshine. That was a tense game. It was zero zero to the seventh, and then yeah. boom, they score that one run, 
seeing your face. And I know if I, well, I should say, I assume that internally you are devastated, but at the same time, you know, there's still business left. There's still time on the clock, even though baseball has no time. And you still want to be there for your players if it all goes wrong that they gave them like the gamut of emotions while still having mm-hmm. to fucking coach and work hard about the game. Like, tell me how was that? That, that was like how you worked through it um, and, and overcame the that one run lead and took them into the ninth and, and to the victory and how it all felt. So, yeah, we knew it was going to be a close game. Connor and uh, Dawson Montessa, the pitcher for Metro, we knew they were the best two pitchers in the league, and it was just it was going to be up to them. Um, by any Connor measure, would, too. By any measure. Yeah, yeah. Triple A, oh, they both, And they both hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And they both get hit, too. Where they're both threats with the bat. Um, Connor was just dealing early, quick innings, low pitch innings, which was huge because we, we needed to keep his pitch count low. Um, throughout the game, but we were we were hitting Dawson better than Metro was hitting Connor, uh, putting the ball in play a lot more harder hits, even though they were all outs, um, just harder hits, sprinkling a hitter there, but then Dawson would take care, strike out the the side on the the, the everyone else. Um, As they say, do a job. Yeah, yeah. So throughout the game, I knew I knew we were hitting, we were getting base runners, we were, we were stealing, but we just couldn't get it in. So seventh inning. We usually when Connor pitches, we play our right fielder in. Um, no one, no one's really connecting good, so we can't let two, three bloops fall. So we'll move our right fielder in, grab those bloops, and it and it bit us, bit us. Runner on first, ball, ball, uh, ball carried in Yankee Stadium, which which Checo was talking about the air in Yankee Stadium, how it swirls, keeps the ball up there, and uh, it landed over his head. Runner scores. Now we're down one nothing. Only three outs to play. Um, going into there, I knew Dawson's pitch count was high. So I go, yo, you know, you, to my team, I'm like, you might hate me, but we're not swinging at first pitch. You're waiting until you get a strike and then you're going to, then you're going to attack him. All right. He's getting tired. You know, he's doing some stuff with his arm. So, you know, his, his, his velocity is probably down. His uh, accuracy is probably down. We got to make, make sure he throws us a strike. Take the game to him. Yeah. Yeah. But so bottom of the seventh. First two guys go down pretty quickly. Two outs. You got to score that guy to keep it alive. It's getting towards the bottom of our lineup. So I'm like, oh no! Like, say the player's it, name who got the single uh, or, or got the so, walk, right? Based on balls. Yeah. So so Miguel um, Munoz number. He's the uh, seven hitter. Great at bat. I I don't know if it was three two or two two. It was definitely a walk, and it was three it was two. It was three two. Full, full count. count. Yeah. So he and he he did a great at bat. Worked the walk. And that walk was huge because it took Dawson out of the game. It made him go over the pitch limit. And I want to interrupt you real quick because mm-hmm. from my perspective, and I did talk to the umpire after, he, I, I don't remember his name. I'm not trying to throw anybody to the bus. If I was, I wouldn't say his name anyway, but he should have punched a hole in that one. And he he gave new life. He, he knew it was a strike and the moment got to him. So I don't know if you know that from that perspective. And I'm not, doesn't have anything to do with take away the win because all those calls go back. Mm-hmm. That you can't measure a call uh, on the timing of when it happened, a bad or a good call. Because the ninth inning, even though it's not the first inning, you have to treat it all the same, right? You have to treat every strike and pitch, and it's different for at least from from my our end, right? And um, but to, to you know a little pull back the curtain, he admitted that he probably should have done that, but whatever, fuck it. Mm-hmm. In life. Just like a game, it doesn't mean 
you you hope everybody wants to be fair and you hope that the people who are tasked with adjudicating the game or administering the law are doing so with good faith and trying to be fair. And he did so with good faith and he did so wanting to be fair, but sometimes you get caught up and you don't pull the trigger. And, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because you still had to do the job after. And it wasn't like it was a winning thing. He stood, you did the job, you mm -hmm. tied the game. Um, the guy who um, got that walk, what was his name? Uh, Miguel Munoz. So got the walk, Miguel. got to first, which is one of our fastest players. Thank God. Stole second, Smart. stole third. Smart. Oh, yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yes. Great base. Runner. Yeah. Especially yeah. that steal of third. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he knew, he knew when to go. He was reading the picture. He, he got it. Um, and then Harrison came up, hasn't gotten a hit since like early April. He's been struggling at the plate. Um, yeah. it goes down. One of the best at bats I've seen, man. Yeah. So actually against Dawson, their ace, the first two at bats, he hit it right back at him. So he was feeling it. He was not striking out. And I talked to him after it. I was like, what was going through your head? He's like, I wasn't striking out. I was like, that's right. So Excellent. I've been telling him all year. I Fucking hate strikeouts. A. I hate strikeouts. Didn't tell that all year. Just put the ball in play. Yeah, you yeah. can't tell you get frustrated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, three, two, two outs. Uh my my eight eight hitters up. Uh back in my head, I'm like, we hit too good to lose this game. Eight hitter, boom. everybody. Eight yeah. hitter. We hit too good to lose this game, and then boom, right up the middle. Yeah, what an at bat! The he yeah. was following it. It was, yeah. it was, it was, and like I've talked to you guys off the air. Um, I want more separation from coaches, and in college, I know it offers that. You, you, you're familiar, but you're not. I'll choose friends over most situations, even though this is my job. But I could position myself into where I can make friends and talk to you guys like the way I'm talking to. But I have to make choices in my career now to to sort of separate myself from PSL because I can be real about the moment and, and want the moment for what it is. And the moment was you coming back and appreciating that. But in the little bit that we, I got to meet you guys in Central Park for a semifinal. And as I've been doing this season, I know you guys never work with me, but I've always been this way as an umpire. By this season, I have the podcast. So, and one of the things is about umpiring is you don't want to make the game about yourself. You know, I mean, that, that you sh it's paramount to be a part of the game and not separate yourself in any way whether you want to make yourself more of a game or you want to make the game worse. But I have other plans for my career, and part of that is the podcast. So this season for me was an advertisement for it. I can't get you guys on the podcast if you think I'm a shit umpire. So I still keep that same sense. And I know you guys haven't worked with me before, and it's not that you had a perception of why I was a good umpire because I'm trying to advertise a podcast, but that knowing that that is something that I want to do and I have to build relationships and I have to talk to coaches in a way where not only do they have the confidence that I'm good at my job, they have the confidence that if they go on this guy's podcast, who we never met, it's an audition for you to have trust in in me. And first and foremost, if you don't have trust that I'm good, good at my job, then you're not going to have trust and want to talk to me on, on my new venture that most people will think is a hobby. And so when I see this all happening from a great, the greatest seat besides, and I would say for umpires trying to glamorize the job more. And we'll talk about that on the end of this, how about how my, I want to build, you know, being an umpire, you get the best seat in the house and watching everything come through and feeling the relief that you guys had when that run scored and immediately turning that relief into, okay, now it's on. Now we pushed them. They thought they had it. No matter what, three, two, two outs, something is celebrating in your mind. You're waiting for the kick to be rolled out. Harrison fall off. Uh, I think one or two pitches. And and he quickly stepped out of the box real quick, and he shoot me that look. 
Mm. I'm standing on first base. He watched me, and I went like this. Like, it, it's a sign of, like, let's go. Keep fighting. Mm. Win these are back, right? So he quickly went and started at the pitcher. Dude, and that's when the, the magic happened, man. He he saw the door. That's why he, I jumped. He saw the door and he kicked it open. <laughs> I couldn't hold yeah. my motion there. Yeah, oh, I know, man. I know, but you still have to because the, the job's not done. Not done. And so let's go from your perspective. We got the tie. Let's go to Checo. So from that point on, Harrison has gets the game winning, uh, the game tying hit. And I'll never forget him celebrating on the way to first. It's beautiful. You feel it. And as a pro athlete, as somebody who's one doing what these kids are trying to do, you actually have done it in the same place, but different the stadium before, but the same vibe. And as far as those kids grow up, that's the only stadium that they really know. What what was it like, you know, just in this this new eyes of being a coach and watching it that way instead of the athlete? It brought me some so many memory and joy at the same time. It's like Harrison is one of the nicer kids on the teams. Like they're all good guy, they're all good boy. But Harrison is one of the smarter kids in the city, right? And and you know he's a high worker. He's always asking for help. So for him to be in that spot and come up with a cloche hit in the history of the school at that moment, it was something that I start celebrating. I was like rooting for that guy. Like I was rooting for Harrison because uh, you know the story too. It's that that wasn't yeah. ta- that wasn't talent that made that hit. Yes, it was, it was poise it, and determination and wanting to do the job that was in front of you. It's it's a big moment, and not ev- not everyone is built for those moments, no, for those man. type of moments, right? That's that's what glorifies some players. That's when mm-hmm. your name really explodes yeah. and, and people get to know you, right? We we know Mariano Rivera because like you know. Every time you see Mariano Rivera coming into a game, it was gonna be game over. We, we cue the music. We, we know that Jerry Alcatans, because he in the big spot, he always got that hit. We know Big Papi, Davio T, because on those big moments they have the the focus and the results, mm-hmm. right? Jack, every, uh, moment, every moment is approached the same way, with the same mentality to get the job done. It doesn't matter if it's the first inning. It doesn't matter if it's ninth. It doesn't matter if the pitcher's got two strikes on you. It doesn't matter if he has three balls on hey, you. If it, it you doesn't know, matter. You know what? You remind me of Mr. Reggie Jackson, man. I had this conversation with Mr. Reggie Jackson. And do, do though he knows. Do that. He... Please make sure you tell him that I remind, I remind you of him next time you see him, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, you, you did remind me of him because like he he's one of those humble guys that's always like trying to talk about his moment, big moment. That's why they call him Mr. October, right? Mr. October, and that's my birthday month. So hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the, to to show up in those big moments, how do you teach that? You don't, right? You don't really. You teach don't. It. You don't really, really teach that. It's for me. It's more like. Get provided with an op- a lifetime opportunity, and you have to just step up and do your best, right? You can help a player stay calm and speak about past experience. Uh, hey, I've been there. You I can prepare them for it. Stay you, can pre- you can prepare yes. them for it, but they still the only have to thing do that's it. gonna help. The only thing that's gonna help you is to shoot your ear, remain focused, but stay relaxed, right? Don't think about anything else, but just to hit that pitch, mm-hmm. right? Anything close, I'm hitting it. 
right? And just like the uh, Coach Harper said, right? He Harrison doesn't like to strike out. And and when I was looking at his face, I was starting at his face, and I knew he was like locked in, right? And mm -hmm. then <laughs> I was like, yo, we get the results that we want, right? From him. And and do man, that's that was gonna carry you. It's almost a mistake to uh, win early, and I think that's what they did because they positioned themselves to go up by one run, which that's why they call it insurance runs. And when you do that, you're forcing your mentality, no matter what, to get out of the sense where we're tied or we got to do something. What they had to I do. Never, I never thought. I never thought I'm being tied. I thought, hey, it's a brand new game. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about when when they when they gave up the lead before that. You're, the mentality. Yeah, but it takes a special mentality, and you've been through it. But for student athletes and for for just new minds, right? New minds, whether it's old or young, new minds to the experience of embarking on an achievement that you've always thought about. It's it's tough, and it's nothing that you, you can prepare yourself for, and good coaching will get that. But when it's time to show up, it you is just what? you, the bat. The ball and the pitcher throwing it. Hey, you know what? I'm pretty sure Coach Harper is gonna agree with me. Uh, since we got there in 2019, we've been talking about playing at Yankee Stadium. So mm -hmm. it's been a long talk. Mm -hmm. It's been a, a lot of talk about being being at Yankee Stadium. And not even that long, man. Considering that 2019 COVID made it seem longer. Yeah. But on the on the if you the numerically, it's not that long though. It's two years. I, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty really. sure. I'm pretty sure if COVID didn't hit. Uh, us at the time, I'm pretty sure it was gonna make it to Yankee Stadium. Wins, I would say, two or three years, like yeah. a little early. This mentality, sure. bro, that's what I'm saying. That there's nothing that's stopping Checo, you know, like that. That, and you need that, you can manage that too. And that's what's good, man. That you need that relationship. And one of the things, that, um, I, I wrestling is a sport, but it's more of a martial art too. I mean, it's, it's a, it is martial art, it is something that you the endeavor to be better. It's almost like the way golf is. You're not competing with Tiger. Uh, you're competing with fact, the course. You have to... fact, Go ahead. I, I, on my long career, right, every season, I managed somehow to make it to the championship. So it's nothing new for me. It's, 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 a, it's crazy. It sounds a little bit crazy. But every team I, I've been part of, uh, we've been the best team. Like one of the best teams, and we always make it to the championship. It doesn't sound crazy. And I have a great group of guys, always great group of guys surrounding them, right? Because like one guy can do the job by himself. It is it's a teamwork. Of if course. you don't get that, you're not gonna go anywhere. This and is not an NBA game that one player step up and you know win the game for the team. Yeah, Allen Iverson, two thousand when he took the seventy sixes all the way, but not two thousand two thousand one. But no, what you're saying is. I, I have a, a quote and I try to repeat the same quotes in the podcast too. So when I make shirts, people can, you know, just catchphrases. And one of the things I say, or just mentality wise, is like, you have the ability to give your maximum effort. If you have $10, give all the $10. Sure. Tom might have $10 in, in terms of like the talent to your $100 where you have talent. But if you don't both give it all and contribute to the same thing, because there's things that he's better at than you are and he's going to give it all. And when you have a team that is basically, you know, the, the product of the marriage that you have as coaches and those are your kids, essentially, that's why I think is, there's things that in sports, to me, specifically baseball, that translate so much to real life. Tom, that winning run 
when it finally happened, bottom ninth? Uh, yeah, so Justin, our sophomore who pitched the last two innings, was leading off. I think it was the first pitch. He roped a ball past the third baseman, and he got on, and he is just like uh, we were talking about how Miguel could steal bases. Justin's a pure athlete. I knew it was going to be no issues getting him to third base. So um, a couple foul balls, man. And so now my catcher's up, Declan. Uh, he's my six hitter. A couple foul balls, manages to steal second. Close call, a uh, very close play, but he got in stealing third. Uh, oh yeah, it was, a, it was really close. He got a late jump. I'm so I went, I'm surprised he went because I tell him I'm like I want you guys to be aggressive, but if you don't have a jump, do not go. Like go back. But he went yeah. late and he managed to get in there, which was thank God. But so, catcher, um, um, he double clutched. Oh, when he swung. Oh, no, no, when he swung. Oh, the ca- oh the catch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, that, yeah that, that half second. Oh man. He caught the ball. I mean, Justin wasn't even halfway to the bag. I was like, oh god. <laughs> but yeah, uh he was he was heavy shoes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But so gets um gets the second base. Gets the second base, gets the third base, nobody out, run around third. I, I I knew it was over. I knew we were gonna get him in. There was no doubt in my mind that we were gonna get him in. But Declan made it easy. My catcher, Declan made it easy. Another base hit towards the left side, no doubt about it. Walked home and and that was it. When that went in, Justin threw his helmet, stepped on a plate. I threw my helmet. I joined the pile. Checo was already at the pile. I, the I was holding. I was holding the. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. There was yeah. a rubber band around it, making yeah. sure my ball doesn't get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Before when they scored the first run, the seventh. So I had the perspective of I was on their side of the dugout too. Yeah. They were like, make sure they don't grab the Gatorade bottles and dump them. And I'm like, don't worry, they're not gonna. In my, in my head, I'm like, it's not over. Don't worry, they're, yeah, it's not over. Yeah. Tell them to do it. Tell yeah. them not to do it again. I got a lot of friends, and I I I value relationship, and and I love the sport, and I love knowing the game the way the umpire offers you. And um, I often say, and I, and I I'll say my experience, and then I'll bring it to you guys, and we'll close out about like how this craft, this 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 uh, uh, trade, uh, or what is the, the vocation? That's the word I'm looking for. It, it offers joy, and it scratches that itch of keep being a part of a game that you love so much. But if you really want to be good at it and you examine what it takes to be good at it, it's going to make you a better man. It's going to make you a better person. And for me, being an umpire and wanting to be a good umpire and realizing the the the, the lacking of the mentality, not not talent, right? Like the thing with umpiring, we there is no there is talent, of course, but it's the the barrier of entry is not. There's no scouts watching you. You just show up and sort of learn the rules and position yourself. And, and you know, the, the the cream doesn't always rise to the top. And people get put in positions that they don't, their talent didn't deserve because talent's not measured in that, in that same way. Like you asked me before, how do people get to the championship game? And and for my assigner, he doesn't listen, but shout out to Jimmy O'Gorman. You know, he, it's, 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 it's experience. It's not skill. I just happened, my number was called and I fit into the rotation. And, uh, you know, when I found that out too, I'm like, really? That's, and I, and I've learned to not ask for things too and, and wait for them to come to you. Um, and I think that's sort of like my mentality because I, I, I'd wait for, you know, to get ahead in the count and take some balls where sometimes you just need to fucking do it yourself and, and swing and, and get it over. But that same sort of energy is my personality. My personality brought a lot to the game of uh, and my my skill of being an official and 
but my drive and I explained it on a podcast, my situation in life that forced me to figure out how to maybe not make this full time, but apply some joy outside of my family, like that job, that, that coaching and a job that you really care for, like beyond the time that you're being paid for, you know, like I wanted that. And I, I, I've been wrestling off of that. I, I'm, and the discipline that it takes to do all that, um, it, it really starting from zero and wanting to be better, measuring from where you start to get into Yankee Stadium. There's parallels that can that that I think that it, uh, coaching examines and 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 being an athlete, you know, you set your goals. What I would like to do, and then part of the reason why I know you guys think I'm a good umpire and consider me, and I know I am a good umpire. But one of the reasons why we're able to talk, it's not just because communication. I, I value communication as much as you should. Uh, it is a, not even a lost art in umpiring. It's we're openly taught to hinder it and sort of nip it in the bud as if that's the way to go about it. I'm going to give you as much information as I feel like you deserve. And I feel like as, as much good faith in your asking, your questioning. And that is a skill. I'm not saying everybody has the same intuition, but you can develop it. And I have good intuition based on experience based on wanting to be good and based on, I know what I want. I want the game to be fair. And if somebody is, you know, it's, it's a life thing. It's like, if somebody's doing something in a bad faith way, we're human beings are wired enough to sort of identify it, especially if you want fairness and goodness. And that just, that, that allowed me to be better in that way and be better at life in that and, and teach good values and, and, and put things above yourself. I never want to be seen as somebody who makes the game about him. And I'm a popular umpire. I do like, it is what it is and I've earned it. And I used to feel differently about differently about it where I didn't want that sort of team see me, they start clapping and I'm like, you know, I don't know what the other team feels like, but it, it's good faith. Uh, even though I, I, I accept the fact that what they're saying is true. I put mm -hmm. the time in for it to be true. And, um, I'm not going to be dishonest about my efforts because of humility. That doesn't work that way. I'll be humble situationally, but there's times where you got to, you got to sack up and know how good you are. And that's one thing for me that life never offered. I'm small wrestling gave me confidence and life circumstances. Like I said, got me into officiating and I want to get, get your same perspective. Let's start with Checo real quick. Like give me, just the, the experiences that you had at Hunter and as a coach, specifically Hunter, that's taught you in this season how to be a better man. Well, being being around this group of kids, you know, this group of boys, they so amazing, you know, they're smart, intelligent. Uh, they keep on top of tasks. Uh, whatever Coach Harper, you know, I told them to do the, you know, baseball related. I'm pretty sure Harper, you know, got them um, in the school too uh, as their teacher. They listen, I like that, they humble, and they just like, they like to work hard, man. And it it's, uh, this translates because I'm a father and being around kids, you know, I spend all my days, I'm working seven days a week, you know, and it's all baseball. That's that's what I do for a living uh, pretty much. And, you know, I'm always around young kids. I'm, I'm working with little leaguers. I'm working with high school guard. I'm working with college guard, even pro guy, you know, we get in touch with it. It's just like uh, they pick up my mentality. Uh, 
and and, and I try to help them pick go. it up because you put it down to, and and you make it available for everybody too. Yeah, so it it's kind of like uh, I, I I relate baseball to my personal life in in a lot of way, and you know. It's helped me being a better father too, because I know you know how much I gotta appreciate life and and the blessing that that God has provided me with. Uh, even though sometimes you know things don't go, uh, they're beyond the control. Yeah, they get out of the control. You know, like I just lost my second baby, uh, my little man. Oh wow! Uh, three Sorry. months ago, today actually three months ago. Today he's three months that of his passing, mm. and that's something it hurts, man. But it, it's keep me moving forward. It just strengthening me up, and and this is one of the things why I don't take anything for granted. You know, like I'm I'm blessed, and I thank God for every moment in my life, and I try to be humble and be the and do the best I can. Keep the people surrounding me positive and 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 happy, and and know that they have a friend here, and and not, and not that guy that's gonna hate on their success. It just, you know, it's me, and I treat you as a family. You know, I'm I'm gonna support you. I'm gonna support you right in every way as possible that I can. Just provide my hands and stay my hands. So it could be any family members any you know anybody you know anybody our friends anybody a coach a partner and and it's just like man it yeah. helps being around kids just like you're learning new things every day you know it's just you catch something that you gotta be grateful for first of all um i want to thank you for for sharing that um i mean I am a parent too. I have two kids and I could only imagine. So stay strong, Edmano, and I appreciate that that just sharing with me. I mean, I feel appreciate it. I feel I thank you. And, and and I'm so grateful, you know. Hunter Hunter shows me uh when this happened that they really, really part of my family. Excellent. You know, and Coach Harper brought out the whole teams out, you know, to show some support and that trust me, like we we the Checo Checo Flores family we pretty we appreciate it we appreciate that and we are pretty mm -hmm. grateful and and proud to say that we considering Hunter uh, a family. I'm not speaking for Tom and I'm passing it off to you, but hearing you, I guarantee the feelings mutual. And Tom, you know, the same thing. Like how how has this made you the man you are? You know, you hearing Checo's story and you this experience is amazing. Like you will always. All the money, all the shit, this will never leave you. I know mm. I was there. I saw it. And and just, yeah, man, tell me, man, please. I think this, like, this was a special group. Uh, these seniors, this was when I first started. So I had them through their whole high school career. Me, you know, me and Checo both. Um, and I think going through the year, just, you know, just being, being their coach, being some of their teachers, being almost me and Checo both, like kind of a father figure, kind absolutely. of just oh, dealing absolutely. with, you know, who's breaking up with who, you know, what girl drama there is, you know, got tests because <laughs> we got smart kids that got tests. Some of them are in chess club, like the different pressures you know, beyond the game. There's so much more than baseball. And then 
and then check the you know Checo's son was during that the season two and just it was just a lot it was a lot for everyone um and just uh just you know just doing whatever I whatever I can for Checo whether it was you know talking to him not talking to him I know if you know after a little bit of time Checo just wanted to talk about baseball he needed baseball back to get his mind off things and you know just Hunter was there for him and, and whatever. Too. Yeah. He needed baseball. Baseball is his life. So needed to keep that, that going. Mm. Um, so that was just, it was a good experience. It was, it was like a good year. Um, I, uh, so back to your question, I think it just, it, it, with all that, it just made me a better like listener to like a lot of different people and a lot of different stories, bring that all together and then just spitting it back out with what, um, what they need to hear to just be a team, be a family and just everyone going, going forward with one goal in mind. Yeah, man, you, you, you had the seeds and there was a lot of water to, to make that plant grow and you found the winning formula and through tragedy came a lot of triumph, man. And hearing your story. And once again, I know I've texted you my appreciation, both of you, you guys know passion. You both accomplish it. And I hope, you can feel how much I want whatever this is to succeed. And I thank you guys for being part of the process. Mr. Mariel Checo, as, as a man and as a father, much fucking props. The strength that you show, it's not about winning when things are good. It's about overcoming when things are bad. That is a real victory, always. And you were presented with at least an opportunity to, to turn tragedy into triumph. And you fucking did it. So always take that. And, and it is very inspiring. And I know those kids felt that. And they did it for you and for themselves too. And Tom, my God, don't ever think that this program could happen without you because you have the talent around you. The, body, just, the, the body needs a head mm. and, and you are it, man. You are it. Go oh, ahead, I, I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys. And honestly, you know, baseball just, baseball helped me get through. Absolutely. Uh, from my prior experience and, 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 you know, being part of the hunted family, uh, it really just, give me like so much strength to keep moving forward you know yeah and, man. and stay 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 through my, to myself and and, and strong to move for my family because like my daughter needs me my wife needs me my family mm -hmm. needs me and I need, I need i'm the man i'm the man of the house so i gotta stay strong yeah and and beyond your family your 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 baseball family needs you and you showed mm -hmm. up and that strength i mean fuck a championship showing young men how to overcome something like that, it's going to yield more than championships. It's going to yield success in life. And I mean, there's nothing else I can say. This is this was literally amazing. This is the best podcast I ever had. You guys inspired me. And seriously, thank you so much. I hope everybody listening takes everything away from this that I did. And Thomas Harper, Mariel Checo, 2023 AA PSAL champions from Hunter College High School. Thank you so much for joining Beyond the Rules. I could not appreciate it much more. I hope you guys got a lot of it too. Boom!